All right. If you had to pick your favorite fast food restaurant, what would it be? What do we count as fast food? Yeah. Important um, I think you know. It, you like, might, if you have to ask if it's fast food, it's probably not. Yeah. You, you know fast food when you have fast food. That's true. Does anything with a drive-thru, like, count for fast food? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think that's an immediate thing. But I think if they don't have a drive-through, you start to question whether or not they're fast food. Right. Okay. I think all fast food restaurants probably have a drive-through, but not all restaurants with a drive-through are, are fast, fast food. food. Yeah. If somebody says something that's they think is a fast food place and it's one hundred percent not, I'll let you know. All I'm right. gonna go. I'm gonna go Fazoli's. Mm, Fazoli's underrated Fazoli's. pick. Under, yeah. Underrated pick. Do you know what Fazoli's is, Joe? It is an Italian no, fast food. No, hold restaurant. up. I just know it's okay. got the tomato. Yeah. That's that's yeah, yeah, all yeah. I know. On the way to formal, I was with Reed. Shout out Reed from About Time episode. If you're an avid <laughs> Act Four listener, if you, if you keep up to the Act Four lore, caught up. So you, I was with Reed. You read the wiki, and we were in Valdosta, Georgia, we're on our way to North Carolina, and we get off at the exit. We're going to cookout, which like. Spoiler alert, cookout might be the answer. Cookout is the answer, but I knew someone was going to say it. I'm not. And we drove by uh, Fazoli's, and he told a story where apparently, like, you had brought it up at one point, and you were surprised that he knew what it was, but there's, like, one of the only ones in Florida, maybe, or something like that, is in Plant City. Yeah. (laughs) And y'all had, like, like a little, like, bonding moment over Fazoli's. Yeah. Sweet. Fazoli's is really good. Um... It's like fast food Olive Garden. Oh, just driving by, it looks terrible. No, it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, no, it looks like it's phenomenal because it's terrible, but it's like five bucks. It's actually like it's not. It's not bad food. Like it's good food. Like I mean, for it to be your favorite, I would assume that you think homie, it's good. Homie, you get like a just a massive amount of breadsticks with every purchase. It's true. They um. I mean, he's kind of, all he's you had to say you, was free bread. It's kind of piqued my interest. If you dine in, <laughs> if you dine in, like if you if you're in the restaurant and you're eating instead of like drive through, you get unlimited breadsticks. Mm, so now uh, that makes me wonder if it's really fast food because fast food doesn't really do they don't do table service. No, 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 it's not table service. It's not table service. You have to go up there and just ask for more breadsticks, and they'll give it to you. Mm. It's it's exactly like it's it, on the line. It's on the line of fast food I'm i've never top, had it so i can't I'm i can't more, it's one of these places that's got like that like fast casual tag mm, fast casual they don't know what they're trying to be yeah. it's not it's not really not though kind of it's i also um i've never eaten at fazoli's but uh like joe um i was riding with people the formal who actually ate at fazoli's on the way back um and they like they got their food like took it out uh and it was a very very much like a Here's like a like a quick stop like after church type vibe. Like we were driving back on a Sunday and we were we went to Fazoli's in Georgia and there was just like just families up the wazoo in there. So I'm going I gotta go top three just because I can't like pick Fazoli's just as just as uh, much as me. Um it's gotta be cookout, Fazoli's and Taco Bell. Hmm. Um, I said one. What's your favorite I, fast food? I can't tell you. Just no, here's the thing. Okay. I can't Top three valid. Bold. I don't no, care what you bold. Bold. <laughs> Homie's kind of valid because sometimes you got to have a variation. So he's got like Italian, American, and then Mexican. Yeah. 
I think think Italian and Mexican are really loose terms. (laughs) If you asked an Italian fella or a Mexican fella if they thought that either of those counted, I think they'd be really offended. What else do you want me to say? I don't think fast food can be considered like anything but fast food. It's just fast food style. It's like it's inspired by this thing, but it's not. Taco Bell is not Mexican food. It's not. It's inspired by Mexican. But they have Mexican pizza. Shout out. It's coming back. Yeah. It's huge. It is. Homie announced it on LinkedIn. Did you see that? The first place it was announced by some dude on LinkedIn dropped it. That's amazing. <laughs> it was announced there, and then I think Doja Cat announced it. Wow. Maybe she saw it on LinkedIn. You think Doja Cat's on LinkedIn? No, they, no Taco Bell emailed her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they posted it on no. Taco Bell of Doja Cat announcing well, no, it. But, but now I'm like, I'm curious... If Doja Cat has a LinkedIn, she's probably got one of those like LinkedIn influencer accounts, right. you know, yeah. where it's not like she's actively looking for a job kind of thing. More like a look at all this inspirational stuff I'm posting. Peyton, what's yours? I'm what's Doja your Cat. I think mine's really obvious. It's Whataburger. Like a million percent. Whataburger is my favorite fast food restaurant. Whataburger. Um, could not tell you. What could not tell I can't. You? I can't agree with that. There are 20 Doja Cats you on LinkedIn. Never had it. There's 20 Doja Cats on LinkedIn. The odds of any of them being real, significantly Slim. low. Yeah. 50, I didn't I, I didn't think Doja Cat 50, would be 50. on LinkedIn. Either it's real or not. Simple stuff. Yeah, um, so, yeah, Whataburger is my favorite fast food. Yeah, restaurant. I don't think I've ever been to Whataburger. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mom, when I see you later. Um, but I don't think I've ever been to Whataburger. I mean, it would, I would be surprised because I don't think there's any Whataburgers in Florida south of, like, Jacksonville and the Panhandle. There used to be one um, on my way to. Let me look it up. Bithlo, but then it got cl- shut down, and I never got to eat there. Bro, what the heck is Bithlo? Bithlo is a <laughs> town right outside Orlando. Um, Bittner lives there. Oh. Huh. That, like sounded, that sounded so made up. It's like yeah, Bithlo. They have a bit. They have a Bithlo. Uh, it's like a, a crash derby. Every year, and they get like buses, and they just crash into each other. It's amazing. Wow. Do you know Cars Three? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. That, Demolition that, Derby but it's, scene. It, it, but it's oh. at it's at, it's in Bithlo. The more you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wait. So like the actual setting in the movie was Bithlo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's not bigger. true. But okay. <laughs> Stop gaslighting Nate, bro. That's not nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nate. Gaslighting <laughs> Nate is one of my favorite things in the world to do. You like gaslighting anybody. Yes, but Nate is especially fun because I feel like it's really easy. Because Nate's just, he sees the best in people and always wants to believe yeah. them. The other night when we, we were at at trivia. That's so um, mean, man. And, and Nate was playing on a different team from myself. And every time we would cross one another to go turn in our answers... I would always ask him, like, hey, what'd you put? And he would tell me his answer. And I'd be like, oh, man, no, that's that's not right. And I would tell him a different answer. And I knew he, like, didn't believe me. But my goal was if I said it enough that maybe one time he'd be like, oh, man, maybe I am wrong. And so it was like one time it was like, who were the 2021 Stanley Cup champions? And homeboy's from Tampa. Like, he knew it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, bro, it, it definitely wasn't Tampa Bay. And I just walk away. And I was like, maybe, maybe that'll, like like keep it there in his did head he get you? Nah, he did not no i didn't i know i didn't get him champa just... bay baby back that to question back. pissed me off it was too easy for real I'm sorry it wasn't hard enough i what 
From what why, heard, why do you there, care? There like, <laughs> I care. There was just like some hard questions. They always do. They always throw in some like, like there's just really weird questions. ones, and then they throw in like, "Where was Luke Skywalker from?" You know, there. Like, it felt like there were a lot of softballs this time around, though. Like there the were. Last time this we was were there. the easiest, easiest run that we've had. Yeah, like yeah. we had a really high score at the end compared to like past times when we played. So, yeah, crazy. We did. We did pretty well. Didn't win though. Are we still on? Are we still on the subject of of uh, favorite fast food places? Because I gotta. Sure. I gotta shout out Chick Fil A. My always and forever king. Just yeah, Chick Chick Fil A is one of those ones that it's like encroaching on not quite it, being fast food, but it's still there. To me, oh. to me, it's not fast food. It's just a level above. Yeah, you know what? And like, that's if, fair. If you would call Chick Fil A not fast food, then I would say Whataburger is also not fast food because I think I put Whataburger and Chick Fil A on that same tier of like quality. I've never. I think I think Chick Fil A has slightly better service, but because that's like what they're known for. But I still think it counts as fast. I don't know, food. man. If they're handing you food in a paper bag, it's fast food. Dick Mondell's. That's my no, one. I see. I, mm. I disagree with that because I don't think Five Guys is fast food, and Five Guys gives you food in a paper bag. Well, Five Guys is also Five Guys is also like twelve bucks. I know it's not, but it's it's not fast food. But also, like, so is a meal at Chick Fil A, or a meal at Whataburger. You're well, not spending less than ten bucks at either of those places. I spend. I mean, I, debatable. This I is think. where the if you're getting a full meal, this is where the drive-through comes back mm-hmm. into the equation. Yes, right. mm-hmm. because they have a drive-through, it makes them fast food. Yeah. So, yeah, five five guys you get your food in a paper bag. So I and it's definitely like five guys is not fast food. If someone says five guys is their favorite fast food place, first of all, they're wrong. I don't know why they would say that. Go get and second of all, it's like not literally fast food. anywhere else and save yourself three dollars. Welcome to the Act Four Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name is Peyton. We got Connor, Bango, and Joe is in the corner. Uh, but not really. Because today we have a special guest with us, and we shoved him in the corner. Welcome Nate Jones to the podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Insert round of applause sound. I probably won't. No, you got we time. definitely. You, what won't. you have the time what, in the editing process. What you guys to don't know. What you guys sound. don't know, you listeners, is this is actually our very first ever live audience recording of our podcast. We have actually a live audience here with us in person. <sighs> A very yes. large, a very large audience. Act We're actually four, recording in the Odo. Connor, um, you're so sexy. So this is like a really big deal for us. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh, I'm so mad that we cannot talk about everything, everywhere, all at once because Nate hasn't seen it. Yeah. We can simply mm-hmm. do another episode with Cornell. We've already talked about this. So oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, if we we'll have, have to, Cornell and I have. Okay, we'll have to. Do I was just like Cornell. We can do because this. <laughs> I feel like we have to do something with that movie. It is. It I'm going to say oh. right now. If you're listening to this, whenever I post it, and you have not seen everything, everywhere, all at once, go right now to the movie theater. Like right now, drop whatever you're doing. Go watch it in preparation for our next episode. It is worth it, and it probably won't be in theaters for too many more weeks. So you should go. It, it is go see it. So good. It's, it's so crazy. good. But we're gonna leave it at that because Nate hasn't seen it. I'll make sure to watch it before next episode. Yes. The the topic though of today's episode, we're gonna be talking about movies that Nate has seen and Nate is very passionate about. We are talking about the character Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh. Please. All right, Nate. I think I think before we start, we need to give you 
um, a soapbox to stand up on and talk about Spider-Man and why you wanted to do a Spider-Man episode and why Spider-Man is like your favorite thing ever besides Sonic the Hedgehog. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm honored. Thank you, guys. I, I swear I, I have more than two interests. But um, <laughs> those are the only two we care about. <laughs> Spider-Man and this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> Looking at you, Reed. Wow, how vulgar Didn't is Reed? Swear? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. <it was> a... <laughs> that's that's my boy. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead, Nate. All right. So, Spider-Man to me, I guess I'll go into a little diatribe of my history of Spider-Man. Yep, um, go ahead. Man just pulled out an uh, <laughs> SAT word of the day. That's right. <laughs> Gotta keep the vocabulary I, going I didn't strong. even know what word he said. I was just like, all right, cool, man. Go ahead. <laughs> so Spider-Man has really been with me through like kind of every period of my life. Um, so it's just been like so cool living in what, in my opinion, is like a golden age of superhero movies, despite, you know, a lot of the um stuff that comes out in his mid <laughs> morbius um but <laughs> yeah uh you know growing up uh my dad um got me the marvel and superheroes and uh the first movies i remember being hyped for to come out specifically the first movie was was spider-man 3 mm-hmm. um i remember just being obsessed with everything i saw about it from the uh, from the toys and the cups at, at Burger King and um, I would I had like all I had all the uh, the kids books on like Spider-Man I remember my parents went on a date to go see it and I forced myself to stay up until they got home so I could hear what they thought about the movie even though I wasn't gonna see it because I was like five for several years mm-hmm. um you were five for several <laughs> years i wasn't gonna see it for several years oh, okay uh but yeah um as i got older i uh began to watch the raimi movies fell in love with them toby mcguire was like one of my heroes um as we got to like the like amazing uh spider-man films i was a lot more familiar with the character i'd read comics watched cartoons um, played like some video games and um, I just I, I love just everything about about the character like no matter who was playing him no matter what betrayal and as I got older no matter if it was Peter or Miles um, or or Ben Riley or, or Gwen Stacy like it was just the character was like just so like inspirational like um, he was like he or she or whatever interpretation they were always like you know plucky down on their luck and not like a like a big strong like uh you know traditional superhero type and um you know they went through real life struggles and stuff and this is all like the stuff you've heard about spider-man before mm-hmm. but like you know as a as a nerdy little little kid i was just like um i was just it was so so relatable and um you know, as I got older, um, and just was exposed to more and more media, and then, um, like, the character coming into the MCU was, like, so, so insane. I remember, like, hearing the rumors about it on the internet when, like, that Civil War trailer dropped that Tom Holland was in, and I, like, I'd heard the rumors, but I didn't know whether to believe it. I remember, like, sneaking off to the bathroom in the middle of, like, Algebra 1, in eighth grade (laughs) and like 
watching it on my dinky little like prepaid android android phone um and just like absolutely freaking out mm-hmm. when he like drops in with the hey guys and like oh my goodness it's just um yeah i i'm <laughs> i don't really know if i have a direction for this but yeah um he's just i love his wit i love like his like action and the way he moves um just like how honest of a character he is with great power with great responsibility it's just i jive with like everything about spider-man and yeah. as i've gotten older especially like movies like spider-verse and, and and no way home and revisiting the masterpiece that is spider-man 2 you know like it's there are just so many like good lessons in there like um how like you always gotta get back up and keep fighting and that that's what spider-man does no matter what and sometimes he's got to give up the things that he wants the most but um he's always there so yeah, yeah spider-man was actually um how joe and i met no Do you way remember that oh yeah <laughs> it was so we were at a barbecue for kappa phi week before rush and goody no was this was at rush him. bro no it wasn't yes it was no 100%. it was at the barbecue week before there's no it was not no yes I'm i do not rem- i remember that barbecue i do not remember you i i'm I telling you that's where it i was. did not meet you until rush week no i'm telling you that that was when it was you can say that's not when it was but that's when it was because i was not downstairs at rush any night come on kid Bro. It was it was a week before Rush at the barbecue. He was talking with Nathan Goody, and I'm confusing the barbecue with the Lake Day. The yes, Lake Day no, was not is, the barbecue. No, no, this was at the house barbecue, and Goody he was t- on the couch talking to Goody, and Goody didn't want to talk to him anymore, and so he texted me and he goes, "Hey, come talk to this kid." <laughs> Shout out Nathan he said, Goody. <laughs> he said, "Hey, come talk to this kid. He likes Marvel." And I was like, "Which kid?" He goes, "The one in the Adidas hat." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> And so I went uh, over. If y'all know Adidas hat Joe, you're a real one. Yeah, that's that's that vintage. That's that vintage, vintage Joe. Joe. I don't think Nate Jones ever met Adidas hat Joe. No, that's classic era Joe. Yeah, that was before my time. That was, that was old school. But <laughs> I was, walked that was over before I fell off. I, that was prime <laughs> Joe. That was when he peaked. He peaked with right. The they told hat. me I fell off. Ooh, I needed that. I go over and I sit by him, and all I know I is that. He likes Marvel. So I introduced myself. I say, hey, I'm Peyton. He goes, hey, I'm Joe. I'm like, you like Marvel? <laughs> Basically, not even asking. Pretty much just saying it because I already knew it. And he goes, yeah. And I was, and that was like right after the news had come out that Sony was like done. Like Spider-Man was out of the MCU. I that was, was over. I was and devastated I was like, when I saw that. Well, what are, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man being out of the MCU now? Like you think that's actually going to happen? You think they're going to come to a deal? And he was like, man, it's tough. Okay, so Joe's kind of stupid, and he unplugged his mic, so the recording stopped. Uh, so we're just going to pick up from where we were. Uh, I may be stupid. The The gist of that story was Joe and I became friends because we talked about Spider-Man. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that was what we continued to talk about before we realized it has stopped recording. I really love that, though. Because for <laughs> <laughs> Nate's like ah that conversation that you just had that the people will never hear I liked it. It, but it was most it was most good. of it was there. Was it was it? just the yeah. end, the end got cut off because we re- we caught it like within like thirty seconds. We did for um for it was just me, the part where you talked got cut off. 
Ah, good. <laughs> For me, Spider-Man has also been like a... It's It's been a cool way to bond. Like, um, friend of the show, um, Paxton, uh, one, one, one of... Uh, one of my close friends. I don't know if he's a friend of the show. Have we ever talked about Paxton on here? He's a friend of our, he's a mutual he's a friend, friend of but we don't, uh, he's, not a friend. He's of not the a show. friend of the show until he's on the show. Like right I, now, you're officially a friend of the show. Wow, I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, well, this has got well, to be posted first. So right. we'll see. Paxton right. almost did a did a. <laughs> he did almost do an episode. What was he even going to be on? He was going to do the Toy Story episode. Uh, yeah. And then we were like, "What if we stop doing a podcast?" Then he almost did another episode because we were just all chilling in here, and we were like, "All right, it's time to record." He was like, "And we were like, we looked at Paxton. He goes, you want to be part of this one?'" And he went, "Nah," and then left because it was which movie was that one? Because it was one that he didn't care about to talk about enough. I thought it was just No Way Home. I thought it was our little like No Way Home. Ah, no, this is no our this is our No Way Home. Ah, Marvel. It was the Marvel one. Marvel. Oh yeah, we did a whole Marvel episode. Yeah, yeah, wow. and it was like right after like the first trailer. Yeah, the first trailer for No Way Home. You guys are talking about the the poster design for No Way Home. We were talking about that, Nate Jones. They they were bad. But you know what's been not... Did you see the new Multiverse of Madness poster that dropped today? Yeah. Gas. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go look at it Oh, it is is one of the quispiest posters I've ever seen. Quispiest. Also, the new Thor Love and Thunder posters. Oh. Crazy. Give me Thor Love and Thunder as quickly as possible. It, it was so good. Kenobi will be good. Kenobi is coming out too. Some new some new teasers released for that today. Which I'm, one is this? The Multiverse Madness one? Yeah. It's the white one. The white one. Yeah. It's like it it would, it'll be on like the Marvel Twitter if you go look at that or something. Okay. Well, I don't have Twitter, so. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Good crazy good posters and when you look at them next to like Everything Sony makes, you're just like, wow, they're bad at making posters. They are bad. Yeah. Sony, if you listen to this, hire me. I want to make movie posters one day. Ouch. I would love to. That'd be so cool. That'd be dope. Dream job. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. dope. For Marvel. For anyone. For yeah. Any anyone. Movie posters are cool. They are pretty cool. To uh, yeah, they're neat. To to put a bow on what I was trying to say earlier, um, I too just the story I was going to tell is. I too have met a lot of our close mutual friends and bonded with them through Spider-Man. Like Pax and I um, got like close because like one of the first times we hang out, he's playing Spider-Man on his PS4, and then we proceeded to talk about that game for like two hours. <laughs> good times, good memories. Great <laughs> game. Play that if you have not already. I've, I have not because I do not have a PlayStation. It's one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. I played that one. I played Miles Morales. Both of them. Both great. great. Game. Um, I think. I think Spider-Man friend or foe on the Wii. That was a great Ooh, game. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man Two on the Xbox, PS2, GameCube. Classic. I never played Spider-Man video games. So when we were in Asheville, I played a Spider-Man pinball machine. That count? Did yes, do, it does. We, it we does. Did, did you? Did you win? It's pinball. I don't maybe, think there's winning. May, maybe. <laughs> and if we did win, we don't know how. I had a good time, so I think I won. There, there it is. Oh, nice. There it is. I think. That's I think we should. Victory. I think we should start if we're gonna do an episode talking about Spider-Man. I don't think we can do it without addressing the recent Spider-Man news. I don't um, want to talk about it though. That's that's. I, I I think we have to address it. 
and we need to talk about it and we need to give our conspiracy theories on why Spider-Man across across the Spider-Verse yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah across the Spider-Verse part 1 and part 2 were both pushed back a year each conspiracy theories go because they haven't one released of the universe, anything saying why, right? One of the universes is going to be in live action. And that's what they need. That's how they're introducing Miles Morales to the MCU. Um, that's my conspiracy theory. I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because from cause, what I know about the first one, they're like some of. It was one of like the most complicated processes of like making an animated movie like ever. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know that the animations like. All like they're they're pushing it, and they're this time from the the teaser trailer they're doing they even gave more. Us, they're like pushing it, but it's like I wonder what happened where they're like we need another year on this because because an animated movie like animated movies don't get pushed very often because an animated movie you can kind of like actually plan it out because there's no you don't run into like shooting conflicts you can kind of change stuff throughout the process a little bit more because like with live action once you shoot it you've shot it. You can't change the footage that you have. With animation, you get a little bit more leeway. So it's really rare for an animated movie to be pushed. It's almost always a bad sign. The only time that I can remember animated movies being pushed was when COVID happened. And, like, everything was pushed. But that was because of theaters. It wasn't even because of the movies, necessarily. Yeah. I have, from my experience with, like, keeping up with, like, film release dates, which I used to do all the time when i was younger not not so much now because i'm in college and i'm too busy but um i remember like as a kid i would like keep up on wikipedia of like oh what's the next animated film that's going to come out what are the dates like and from my memory they there was like shuffling would happen it wasn't the most uncommon thing in the world and i honestly think that might be the situation here like it's a it's like a it's like a win-win like like Sony knows that this movie's gonna hit no matter when it comes out, so they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we've got another film we want to want to come out a little quicker. We can make that switch. Plus, it gives the animators more time to refine it. I think the hidden angle here. I don't know if you guys saw the other films that got like dated and pushed along with the Spider Verse delay, but Sony slated um, their live action Madam Web film. I think about a month after Spider Verse comes out. And in the comics, Madame Web is a is kind of like the Nexus character when it comes to dealing with like the multiverse and the Spider Men of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps there's some connective tissue there. I wouldn't put it out of the question. I think the thing is, it it's just like so ambitious though, because we've never really seen like live action and animation like crossed in like a superhero cinematic universe like if they did something like what connor was suggesting earlier where we do get like the live action spider-man in across the spider-verse somehow i think that would be insane like i don't think that's just ever been well i think we're about to get an mcu animation crossover with spider-man first year Mm. when that show comes out because that's following the tom holland peter parker that we know in right. his freshman year of high school. And That's so it's true. it's a similar sort of like and and it's the same thing with like what if? Like what if right. in universe sort of thing and it's like that animation blending in with the same universe. Right. But by the crossover I was kind of referring more to like in the same film. 
So yeah. like live action animation characters yeah. in in the same film and it's all connecting into the tissue of a universe. Chowder did it first. Plot. I mean, okay, Connor. We talk about multiverse, <laughs> talk about? multiverse yeah. movies know, doing animation. I know exactly what you're about. If, you, if you want to talk about multiverse movies doing animation and live action, I know you haven't seen it, Nate, but everything, everywhere, all at once did in fact blend animation with wow. live action for some some small all right. parts. Let's so, go! Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hyped. So they, really they did do that. It. What do you, what do you think is the? Okay, first of all, do we all? Are we all in agreement on what the best Spider-Man movie is? Because I want I want to settle that first. What do you think is what is like your highest rated Spider-Man movie? Because for me, it's No Way Home. I think that's that's the one that's at, it's number one on my list. I, I, I think that for most people, it's either that or Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. I don't think anyone really breaks out of that unless they're like super on like Spider-Man Two or something. I think Spider-Man Two is top three. Yeah, I agree. That's the third. That's that's third. No matter what, I agree. Well, no matter what you have, one and two have to be either into the Spider Verse or or. No I think Home. I like yeah. No Way Home more, but I think Spider Verse is a better movie. I think I'm going by like a pretty substantial margin. I'm, I'm, not I'm with lie. Joe. I'm with Joe. I'm going. My number one is Into the Spider Verse. My number two is No Way Home. I think the story of Spider Verse is much stronger. It is. Yes, for me, I've only it, seen Spider Verse once. So I can't really? Really speak on it too much. Spider Verse for me is a movie that I really liked it when it came out, but I also like felt like it was like just like overhyped by like just a pinch because I came in thinking this is going to I'm gonna adore this movie. It's gonna blow my socks off, and I loved it. But there was like little problems I have with it. But every time I've rewatched it, it's just the flaws just get like less and less of a of a problem in my eyes for me it's it's in between no way home and spider-verse and i'm i'm with joe i think spider-verse is a stronger movie like the 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 story is just so perfect like the writing is like just pitch perfect but no way home is just like it's like an experience mm-hmm. and though that and endgame are in the same like tier for me where yeah. like they just like surmount like other movies for me because it's like an experience it's like a core memory that's gonna like stick with me like watching those movies like the joy i felt mm-hmm. from having that experience like it is just like king like yeah i spot. for me i i almost anticipate no way home going down in my rankings once i see it not in a theater because i think part of it being up there is like there was something so special about seeing it in a theater and I saw it like two or three times in theaters and every time it was really special, but I've not seen it since I saw it in the theater. And so I think that it could change if I, cause I don't know how well that movie holds up watching it alone in my yeah. room mm. versus watching it in a theater full of people. I don't think it's going to become bad. I think it's still going to be amazing, but I wonder like, does this hold up is it does it do you feel the t- runtime do you feel like does it drag does it you know it's and that's where i think that it could fall for me in the future but right now i still have it at the top because i haven't seen it since in the theater and so i'm interested to see if it changes i cried in the theater did you cry i did well i think i did did we all cry i got emotional 
Payne don't cry. He's I don't cry, like but my, my, my eyes rolled up. I've only ever, like, truly cried in one movie. I cried, like, five times. Wow. <laughs> I cried so, when Toby got on the screen. Oh, my goodness. That's... I'm a big I'm a big Toby fan. Oh. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is the worst one. Hands down. I don't know if that's, like... I have it at the bottom of my list. It's on Joe the bottom of the list. The only, the it. only, the only redeeming quality about that is the fact that like, I like I have to look back at it and I just laugh. Like I'm gonna put dirt in your eye. Like that's that's a phenomenal line. Like people get <laughs> dig on this. So like here's the thing. So Peyton's like, oh, you can't put it higher on your list because you just watch it in a different like frame of mind than it was intended. Spider-Man Three is one of my favorite comedies of all time. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. Like if you check that like out. if you watch it and you're just trying to laugh and not take it seriously, even though Raimi definitely tried to make it as serious as possible, but like it's I mean, hilarious. It's so funny. He got and he I kind of love it. <laughs> Sony kind of screwed him over on that, being like, "Put venom in it." Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Um, <laughs> I also think Spider-Man Three is, like, is hilarious, and that's like the main appeal of it. Just nowadays to me spider-man 4 guys oh, what could have been what could have been, been? they're gonna Campbell have as mysterio oh. they're gonna have uh, ben kingsley as the vulture as well yeah they had a lot of cool stuff yeah. but like if that happened then like the mcu versions probably wouldn't have so yeah that'd yeah. be interesting i don't know if the mcu versions wouldn't have but the andrew versions wouldn't have happened I don't. They wouldn't. No, have I'm saying. I don't. Fast. I think the MCU would have gone with different options as far as their lead villains. And, their oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the villains would have changed, but I think the the movies would have still happened. That that's yeah. That's not what I was saying. I'm saying. Oh, I, I thought you were saying the, I like think the, the MCU, the MCU versions of those two characters would not have happened if they were in Spider-Man Four. I'm confident that the MCU could make any villain good. I I have yet to see them really mess up since the early days with like even even like objectively one of their worst movies like dark world like malekith's a cool villain he just they just do him bad like he's like got a cool story but it's just like so forgettable because that whole movie's forgettable yeah so i love how the mcu does villains i'm i'm excited to see what they do with the next spider-man trilogy because i dude you said early like Taskmaster was not the greatest. I mean, ta- 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 that whole movie was meh. That's a whole other conversation. But I think that this this next trilogy, I'm really interested to see what what they're gonna do there. What um what villains they bring in? Yes. Because I think that now now they've got room to just just villain go just go the, crazy. The crazy ones. I'm talking like it was Craven. Well, yeah. No, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Live action Craven. No. The thing crazy. is, like, so have you seen Morbius? No. No, but I, I know. I y'all, no. do y'all know the scene though at the end. I read no. the Wikipedia summary. Okay, so it's like minor spoiler. For, like, it's a spoiler from Morbius, the end credit scene. But no, I've heard it was bad. It. It's absolutely terrible because, like, but I don't know what it is. Just go ahead and say it though. I don't so care. Vulture was in the trailer. Michael Keaton's Vulture mm-hmm. from Homecoming. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's not in the movie at all. <laughs> he's only in two end credit scenes. And it's basically one end credit scene that they split in half. And it's stupid as crap. So, the first one, it's definitely that they did one. And then they realized that they wanted to add the second part. 
but they couldn't get Michael Keaton back. So he's just in the Vulture, like, outfit with, like, the mask on, and it's just clearly voice acting. <laughs> and it's terrible. It's so bad. And he should have based in, like, I don't remember what the exact dialogue is, but it's so dumb that they might as well have just been, like, he should have just fl- flew down from the sky, landed, because, like, Michael Morbius is, like, shielding himself from, like, a bunch of sand and stuff, and then they, like, start talking. He should have just flown down, landed, and then just said, Sinister Six, question mark, and they should have ended the movie there, because that's basically what they said. It was so dumb. It would have been better if they would have done that, because at least I would have laughed and not been <laughs> mad at how bad the writing was. That's right. So wait, so, is Sony, for? so is Sony trying to make a Sinister Six out oh, 100%. of their villains, they're separate like, they're like, from they're like, we got, they're like, we should team up to beat this spider guy. And then it's like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't guy? know, I don't know Garfield. what they're doing, bro. Is going to be Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield spider guy? But he's he's going to be the Sony versus Spider-Man. Like, I just hope that the MCU and like Marvel Studios keeps a hold on Tom Holland and the character. Correct. Yes. That's and does happen. literally not a single thing associated with the Sony-verse ever again and doesn't touch any of those characters. If Michael Keaton's Vulture wants to go into that universe and they want to send MCU characters over there, fine. I don't want anything coming back over because it's just going to be a total mess. Let Tom Holland and his Peter do his own thing. Do his own thing. Please. Yeah. For the rest of the and time. Yeah. I, I do not want to see Tom Hardy Venom in the MCU. It's not going to happen. Well, I know. I, but I'm saying, like, that's. I don't want to see that. Like, the end credits, of no, like the end credits of no Way Home was the perfect way to do that and make it interesting. 1,000%. And it was, hey, it was funny. It oh, was it was really great. Funny. It was really great because I think the Venom symbiote where peter is at the end of no way home makes a lot of spent sense to put that and weave that in through his next trilogy of movies that that, that was so just gonna wreck him that i i adore that post-credit scene because it's just like the perfect like cut you see like the little drop just start to move and then it immediately cuts to black and i just i'm with you guys like this sony verse thing it's already such a mess like how is how is michael keaton vulture I'm guessing they're gonna write it off as like No Way Home portal shenanigans, but like it's just a no, multiverse. It, no, it li- a no, it literally was. Where like he like, it's the same type of like style, like the way that they do the VFX of Venom crossing over. That's how like they show Keaton showing up, really, in the credit scene. So it's like it doesn't make any sense because with like the plot mechanics of no way home it's everybody going into that universe yeah how does that spell or anything that happens in that movie send michael keaton somewhere else it's it's it makes zero sense yeah that's like they're already like they're screwing it off as this is a separate universe they're screwing themselves from the jump multiple of like right they've already got the vulture the vulture exists in millions and millions of universes like you could have just written that off very easily it would have been so easy for them to say this is a separate universe yeah like they're very clear that morbius and venom that's the same universe they're very clear about that they reference it in the movie and everything i saw that in the trailer that line is it's in the movie, but I think they ch- it's funny. They changed it because of how much people hate it in the trailers. I love the trailer. It's where, so funny in the trailer. No, no, no. Where he's like, I am Venom. And then he's like, oh, it's Dr. Michael Morbius. He doesn't say that at the end. Dr. Michael Morbius. He says, I'm Venom. And then he, like, the dude that he's, like, 
he's like holding the guy's hand and he has a gun in his hand but he's holding his hand so tight that he can't squeeze the trigger more spoilers but nobody's gonna watch this movie i don't recommend watching this movie I mean, so i will just, be but I, I yeah i will care. be too just to he just breaks the guy's hand i guess not spoiler. i don't care which is so- which is cooler than him like being like I'm Doctor Michael Morbius because just like shut up Jared Leto just shut up. <laughs> That's so funny though. That's- no, it wasn't. It was it was, the, it it was, was the most cringe moment of that trailer and maybe dread no. having to go watch no. that movie. I'm I'm in such a weird place with Sony because I hate that they have like hold of these characters. Oh, it's the because worst. they can't make these live action movies. But they've proven that they can do the animated stuff really really well because Sony Animation has decided to be a good animation studio out of nowhere. Um, it's because Lord and Miller are awesome. Yeah. That's and right. And so it's like... <laughs> yes. Cause, and I know that if if Disney had all those characters, that movie would have never happened. And in the Spider-Verse, that would have never no. happened yeah. under no, Disney. No, you're right, you're right. That is only because of Sony. So we have to give them credit for that. But if I'm being honest, guys, I would gladly trade all of the animated Spider-Man movies for Disney to have sole control of Spider-Man and then be able to do whatever they want in the MCU and not be bound by Sony. Because think about how many movies they could give us. There's so much content with Spider-Man. They could give us a whole separate MCU just for them to mess around with Spider-Man. They could just do whatever the heck they want over there. And I think that's way cooler because I'm personally am more into live action movies than I am animated movies. That's just a preference that I have. And so, as good as Into the Spider-Verse is, and I'm sure the next two are going to be great, I don't care about those enough. I would rather them just give it up. And Yeah, but like, as, I want to see Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man again. You did. You, we got our fill of it. Yeah, but I, I think want, it's going to happen again. No, it I is. Want, oh, yeah. He's he's going to be the Spider-Man in the, the Sony-verse. I want the Amazing Spider-Man 3. I don't know if they'll call it that. They, uh, they might. It's going to be effectively that. But I think they're going to try to distance themselves from those movies. The Sinister Six? Yeah. I think they're going to try to distance themselves from the Amazing Spider-Man movies because they have such a bad reputation and try to kind of fix it. They can call them the Spectacular Spider-Man. Here's the thing, though. If you look at, like, all the, like, the hype articles about, like, is Sony going to make this movie bring back Andrew Garfield? Like, I feel like all the articles are, like, fans are hungry for an Amazing Spider-Man 3. Like I, I, I don't I think fans really are that hungry for it. No, fans, no. fans are hungry. He was, an, he for was Andrew a... Garfield. Yeah, they are not hungry for the Amazing Spider-Man. It's me. 3. I'm fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that. I love Andrew I Garfield. Love Andrew Put Andrew him Garfield. in everything, but yeah. I don't want more of those movies. <laughs> yeah, those movies were not good. Andrew Garfield in those movies, but those he was, movies he was fine. Yeah. He did the best that he could. He could. Yeah. My main critique of what Sony's doing and why it's not going to work long term at all is that they make these solo movies for these like villains, but they're not calling them villains. They're like billing it as like an anti-hero type thing. It's not going to work when you're trying to make like a Sinister Six movie and make them just like full-blown evil all of a sudden. They like they like there's too much levity in Tom Hardy's Venom for me to like even like the post credit scene of him like like yes it's like the Venom hive mind and whatever and like Venom wants to just eat whoever and doesn't really care it doesn't make sense with anything that happens in those two movies and how they're like trying to be comedies to where Venom's like ah yes Peter Park um Tom Holland Spider-Man I want to kill him now 
it didn't it didn't click. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, if they if they were wanting if they had a plan, which they don't. We we know that Sony has zero <laughs> they plan. They don't whatsoever. Zero but plan. if they had a plan from the beginning, they were like, okay, we're gonna start at point A. We want the 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 very end is we want to have a Sinister Six movie or trilogy or whatever the heck we want there. And I agree with the the idea that in theory, if you want to have a Sinister Six team up movie, you need to have some individual movies for us to buy into these villains because tossing six of them in one movie it's it was never work. gonna it was never gonna work. It has to be an Avengers style lead up, and it's a really cool idea to do Avengers but with villains. But the thing is, it's is they work. did not lean into the villain part they were trying to make them redeeming and the thing is is people don't need a redeeming character people ate like like joker it, it's not the best example for this because it's a masterpiece and sony is bad but joker he's not a redeeming character in that movie no. he's a bad guy he's a villain and you see how he falls into becoming this villain and it's a little bit different because it's this whole like mental health aspect and and everything going on there but like they don't try to make him a redeeming character at the end they're just like He's a villain. If they made... Like, you don't have to... Your main character does not have to be redeeming in a movie. And I think that they they were really afraid of committing to making these bad guys bad guys. Because they're their protagonists. You know? You know what I'm saying? And, like, if they had just leaned into it and said, they're evil. Just make them bad. That's way cooler. They wouldn't be able to do it well because Sony can't do anything well. But that, that they have a better shot at that. The the yeah no the three like Sony movies with Spider Man is literally just their villains are the same thing as their protagonist, the exact same. What which movies are, are you Venom to? Venom Let There Be Carnage and oh and that's what I was about to say. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, they're they're the exact they're it's Venom it's fighting yeah. they're three movies that are just copy paste copy paste copy paste. paste. It's Venom <laughs> fighting Venom at the end. Venom fighting Carnage, which is essentially just a better Venom, and then Morbius fighting. I don't know the. I've never seen it. I don't even know. But who I know at the end. Is. It's, it's, it's like just, his. It's like his best friend, but like who also gets the powers. Yeah, because then, yeah. he like develops a cure, but it turns him into a vampire, and then he was like, "Oh, this caused like major side effects for me. I can't give it to you, because it'll turn you into a monster." But the guy's like, "Oh, but if I don't take it." It's, I'm just going to die anyway. So he takes it anyway. And then he's like way more evil. That's the thing. They're always like, oh, our characters aren't, they're like villains, but they're not bad because the, these guys are worse. And like, that's just the ingredients for a garbage movie. Like yeah. it would have been really cool if you give us these bad guys and they're just like descending into becoming a bad guy. Give us their origin story. Yeah. Because people like villains. Like, people like love a good villain. That's what makes a movie good. I don't think people care if your protagonist is a bad guy and if the movie doesn't have a happy ending. Like, I'm not going to, like, go into it because it's a long thing and I don't want to turn this into a freaking Morbius episode because it doesn't deserve to be talked about this much. Morbius. But there's, like... Like, I'm not a screenwriter. There's a very easy way to make that a very interesting movie. Because one of the whole plot devices is that the time between when he has to consume blood and when he, like, goes full vampire mode, like, continues to decrease the longer that he's, like, taken the the cure and, like, he now has the condition of, like, being Morbius, like, the vampire. That's very interesting because he doesn't want to kill people, but 
the urges are just taking over and then that's the way that he becomes like a villain because the time that he has between consuming blood and needing to consume again is just dwindling down and decreasing to the point where he's just gonna have to do it all the time and then that's full-blown villain mm-hmm. that's such an easy plot line it's so easy it's not hard these, these it's movies, really not hard these Sony. movies don't have to be insane we just want a movie that establishes the character makes us care about them and buy into their philosophy no matter how flawed it is so that way we can buy them joining a team to fight spider-man mm-hmm. we don't have to sympathize them we just need to be compelled yeah. by them i think yeah, it's like yeah we don't have to sympathize and they right. all get their stupid love interest and it's just dumb yeah and it's dumb i think clearly from what we're talking about they just don't understand the idea of a sinister six they're not the sin they're the sinister six they're not the morally divided six yeah they, they're, 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 <laughs> get them nate That's yeah right like sony you hearing this nate jones is coming for you like spider the spider-man game the spider-man game has a sinister head. six the spider-man game has a sinister six and it's amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you know what the first thing they do in the Sinister Sticks? They probably did they, they did kill, I'm never gonna play it. I don't okay. have a PlayStation. They first off, people. they break everyone out, and then the first thing they do is Doc Ock goes and releases a plague on the city. That's yeah. solid. Yeah, they're sinister. They're they sinister. Just, they it's just a sinister six. I want I want and here's something that I also I don't love about um Marvel and the MCU is that they're like they always toe in this line with their villains where like they're villains but they can't be too bad because these are family friendly movies where like the DC EU or whatever the heck it is like they're not afraid to try to make their villains really bad <laughs> the but but they're like so hit or miss with movies over there yeah. like you don't even have to go like too crazy with it look at Spider-Man 1 Green Goblin freak accident in the lab and stuff like that you know how you establish that Green Goblin's a bad guy the first time he shows up on scene at on screen at the parade thing he just straight up starts killing people and it's just like oh murder's not a thing that's allowed and acceptable (laughs) this is a bad guy bada bing bada boom he is the foil to spider-man and you move on with the rest of the movie it's not hard i don't need a movie i don't need a whole movie to establish that someone's a villain you can put them on screen and tell me that and i'll believe it and we can just keep going going back to connor's um Connor was talking about Spider-Man on the PS4. Um, another great point about kind of like villain development in stories like that. In that game, Doc Ock is like the centerpiece villain. That's like true. we, the Sinister Six is like at the end of the second act, like the Sinister Six officially forms. But like the very like beginning of the game, after the opening mission, like Peter, it's revealed that Peter's job is working with Otto Octavius, um, which like before the game came out that was like a they were keeping that under wraps with and they wanted like that story to like to be a surprise and play out like over the course of the game and the way that story works is like um he like is like working he's got like bad blood with like norman osborne and he's like out on his own and he's trying to work and and improve himself and um and kind of and like uh show like norman that like he can like develop Um, this technology and like make a difference in the world but um as he starts to develop the iconic like tentacles um that also i think correct me if i'm wrong connor but i think he's also like got like a disease that's like debilitating him and he has a disease that's debilitating him and that's also like as always the technicals 
obviously take control. Um, right. Like, the way he's developing the tech, it, it like, has a mind of its own. But... And it obviously, always takes control. The the story, it's it's gradual. It's... And games are a different media than yeah. movies. Yeah, you get a lot more time. Right. But it's, like, it's a solid approach. Like, viewers, like, know these characters by now. At that jumping off point, like, we don't need to, like... Um, like, you can delve deep into a character along the journey um and like build them up to a place where they are evil and have it be effective like in the game it's as simple as oh he's got the tentacles now this is corrupting him like he's evil like it's not Mm -hmm. there's no like dilly dallying like joe was talking about like with morbius it's it's all the tropes it's the i got the best friend rival and i got the the shoehorned in love interest and like all this stuff like it does not need to be that most superhero movies their villain setup takes like five minutes of the runtime yeah 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 if you're taking more than that your villain's either probably way too complex or you're a garbage movie and if your whole movie is to set up a villain origin story what are you doing well i i think but i think there are exceptions like i'm thinking like black panther they dedicate a really big chunk of that movie to fleshing out Killmonger because that is kind of the, like, the climax of that movie yeah. is is Chadwick Boseman, is him trying to decide, like, is he right? Like, is, is, should I even be fighting him? Should he be in charge? And it's like this, like, like crisis that he's having. So building that character up over kind of the whole movie alongside your protagonist like them running basically these two parallel plot lines to meet at the end like that's an example where that worked and i think it was really effective and it's at the end you're sitting there thinking maybe like killmonger was right like he has good motives it's just he's going about it the wrong way and it's a similar thing with like thanos like they he has this like parallel journey but it's through like multiple movies and then kind of comes to like infinity war and all of this and you like you understand his motivations as it's going along this long time and he he's progressing as a character and having this arc over time with the other characters and it works really well it's not just this like setup oh they're bad and now we're fighting the whole movie like i really like it when you can develop a villain and flesh them out over a lot of time and then once they're established you can do whatever you want with them that's why like i think no way home kind of bringing it back to spider-man i think no way home is really effective because they didn't even have to set up these characters they they didn't they they have all been established and set up whether they were good villains or bad villains they are in this and they're being villains and their motivations don't matter at all because they're here now and that doesn't matter to our Peter in this universe. He doesn't care. He's just trying to get them home, you know? And like it, it works and it's effective because the buildups already happened, which is why I think that like, if you were going to do a sinister six movie, if you give everyone their own movie or shoehorn a couple of them, like two of them in one movie or whatever, I don't know how you do it, but figure it out. Like if you give them time to develop, then you just toss them into a sinister six movie and it could work. You just have to have someone talented and Sony is not. Okay. I got two things. First off, out of the villains that go back, how many of them immediately die right after? All of them. All of them. Okay. <laughs> Sandman. 
No, Sandman doesn't immediately die. No, he, Sandman was alive. Well, the, he, the only problem is if he, like it was like right as he was leaving Spider-Man three, and like he's in that sand mode above the city, and he falls. That's that's how Sandman dies. Doc Ock for sure dies. Doc Ock found, finds out that he's Peter Parker, like right before he actually right, goes he, and makes he's, himself he's in, the, he's in the atomic like collider. Yeah, yeah, he's sinking down. There's no way Green Goblin doesn't die. It's not during that fight. Well, he gets he gets stabbed by the at the end of Spider Man One. At the end of Spider Man One, but this is like into a into a that's going into a new universe where they're now cured and they wouldn't have those like problems anymore going back into it. It depends right? on when he was pulled well, yeah. from the story. Yeah, because if you he had at, to be pulled after he because it's he he was pulled sometime after finding out that Peter was, Parker he, is Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We don't know when in that. Oh, I, okay, time frame I of him but knowing he was pulled. It can't be in that last fight because when he comes in, his suit is pristine instead of damaged like it was during that fight. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Continue. Right. We got Electro. Oh, seed. Electro. Electro finds out Peter, maybe finds out Peter Parker Spider Man as he is blowing up into energy. Well, yeah, I think that that is what. Because if my memory serves in, in no way home like he starts off like he's not in like his physical like jamie fox form when he gets like brought in he starts off as like pure energy that gets like brought over to the mcu and yeah. he's like running like the power lines and stuff yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the weird one though because he doesn't at any point in the movie find find out, out. he there, there's an offhanded comment like as they're fighting that gwen is just like peter and he's like, ah, maybe Peter Parker. Um, like, that would be the only time Electro finds out. Or it could be an Electro from a different universe. But it's not, because we obviously know it's Andrew Garfield. Right. Because they, they see each other later. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else do we have? Lizard. The lizard. He doesn't die. I don't think he dies in the movie. Um. Well. He does die in the movie, but like. It's. He does at the end after he's cured. I don't know. I don't Regar- know. Regardless, you send these guys back that are all criminals and they're going to jail for the rest of their lives. Right. Regardless. But the, whether they live or die. Tip of Yeah. If they die or live, they're not living a good life. Right. But at, but they don't when have they to die. When they could have just started over in least. the MCU, you know, contributed then, to society. And then my next question is, in these next movies, who do you think our, our love interest is going to be? Do we think it's Gwen or do we think it's going to be Black Cat? I'd love to see Black Cat because that's a dynamic that no movie has explored, and so, there's a ton of fun moments from comics and uh, and cartoons and, and the games that haven't explored that dynamic. So maybe I'm a maybe I'm in a minority here, but I just want it to be MJ still. <laughs> I just want it to be Zendaya, and that would I just, be great I just too. want him to get her back. I I don't I don't think that's gonna happen in the first movie though. Uh, no, I don't think he gets her back, but I think that is a constant thing in the back of his mind. I just don't see him ever pursuing anyone else. I like in the state that's in, I don't. I just don't see this Peter Parker wanting anyone but her, and he's going to do everything he can to get her back. I mean, like Black Cat's like whole thing is that like she pursues him. Yeah, right. that is the entire point of Black Cat. Which is so, why I think that's where they're going to go. I think yeah, I think they're going to do that, but I don't think he's going to like I don't, I don't think, think it's going to be like a love interest. Like, 
another well, thing to consider. I don't think he's going to be into it. The possibility, like, what if Black Cat gets brought in during, like, the Black Suit symbiote arc? And, yeah. like, it's, like, affecting, like, his mental state. Because that is an arc where they, like, they end up together. Black Suit, symbiote, Spider-Man, and Black Cat. Like, that's how they start. Yeah. I can see them doing that. But I think the the way you asked your question was, like, who who's the next, like, love interest? And I, I think that, like, the actual, like, true love interest, I think it stays Well, always be MJ. I, yeah. I'm with you there. I think... I think and if, how do you think they're going to introduce I've, Osborne? How are they going to introduce... Yeah, are they going to do an Osborne? No. I don't think they will. No. They no, Oscorp doesn't exist in the MCU. So? So yeah, that, that's I, never coming in. Like, I thought of the idea, like, now that they've, like clean slated at the end of that movie that they've built like in the first three that there was this trio of friends and now Ned and MJ don't remember him it's like ah easy Harry and Gwen that whole thing they'll go with that but there is no way that this Peter is going to just become best friends with somebody named Harry Osborne Mm-mm. yeah no, there's any any last name Osborne. And, there's and no way. It's just Oscorp. And he's not gonna exist. he's not gonna hear Gwen and be like, oh I yeah, know it exists. Also, another thing oh, yeah. too, because they've yeah. already come over and, and yeah. talked about Gwen. So it's Black Cat. It's gonna be Black Cat. It's gonna be Black Cat. Another thing too. Let's say like the Osborns do exist in this universe. What about Doctor Connors? Peter, is <laughs> that coming up? P- Peter hears Harry Osborne. He thinks Osborne. Osborne is the guy who killed Aunt May. Do I really want to be? hanging out yeah with this that's thing? right i don't think that i don't think they're even they're ever gonna touch the osborns in the mcu so the osborns in the mcu that removes you know the green goblin yes um green goblin if the green the goblin MCU. wasn't like the main villain of no way home which he 100 percent is i would love the idea of since the since the mcu has like stark industries and like the overarching like technology companies and stuff like that we're, we're about Oscorp to get Baxter building and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and start getting all that stuff is happening that this Peter doesn't meet Harry but meets Norman, Norman. like young Norman I've seen that and one. like I've seen that's like theories good. of that and there's like no, that sounds interesting but, but like there's, there's no, no way, way there's because no way. of how literally all No Way Home happened yeah <laughs> Ned I, I, I don't. I don't see that happening. Ned, there's always the theories that Ned is going to become Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yes. I could. Um, I could. I could see that. I could with, see that happen. Because before, never saw that happening with him being as close to Peter as he was. But with this reset, they've really opened like, the door. They've yeah. opened the door where anything could happen there. And I don't know if y'all remember, but when they were teasing No Way Home, they released a graphic of um, Jacob Batalon with a like painted on orange cap really was like a was like a graphic they had and everybody was like oh my goodness they're throwing hobgoblin in this movie and it was like a thing where everybody was like what is like what is the deal with that so they are very aware yeah that like ned leeds is like hobgoblin and so i think that could happen how they do that i don't know but then also all of no way home also took off what dr connor's and dr Otto octavius yeah, like but the thing is, I don't. Back. I don't need them. I don't need them in the MCU. Give us new stuff. There's Spider-Man's really unique because Spider-Man has just an insane amount of yes. villains. Like Spider-Man it's, does. It's like crazy Scorpion's how many gonna happen. Are. Scorpion's been set up and it's gonna happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would love for them to 
do Prowler in See, live action I think, with the Hulk lover. I think the the good yeah, thing about it, I think they'll do that. They're I think the good thing about those two characters though is that they're so close to Peter. Like yeah. always, like Doctor Otto Octavius and Doctor Connors are always close to Peter. Then they find out he's the like he's Spider Man, and that's the villain. Yeah, I, I, I think that they have room to do kind of anything they want here. I, I would like for them to not do villains that we've seen before. Give us new stuff. That's where I'm like, I think that they did Venom in the best way they could have. I would have preferred if Venom never came into the MCU because I don't need that story again. It was done in Sam Raimi trilogy. They just made two movies about it. I I love the idea of making stuff we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with superhero movies is I, I don't want to see rehashes. I want to see you do something new, do something fresh. That's where it's mm-hmm. like I'm excited for Fantastic Four partially because like I'm really biased and nostalgic and like I like the Fantastic Four are my, like my favorite superhero group ever. Them and the X-Men. So I'm excited for them to come in and do new live action but it's like if you're going to do them one, do them right and two, do it, do something new, do something fresh, do something fun, and I'm into it. But yeah. if you're just Doctor Doom hashing, rehashing it, like I don't, I don't want that. Well, you know? I, well, so, I think, sorry, not to interrupt, um, and not to get too off topic of um, Spidey too, but I think like with those like Fox properties, it really is like a question of I, I think with FF, it's like I think they're just gonna do it like they're gonna do the staples and they're gonna aim to do them like as right as they can because mm-hmm. like i know like our generation you especially Peyton, like have that nostalgia for those first two ff movies yep. but like a lot of people in the general audience probably don't remember those and then the latest one fan four stick was a trash fire yeah it was um, bad really bad so it's like really really bad i think they're probably just gonna be like you know what we're gonna do the four we're gonna tell the origin like it should be we're gonna have a genuinely like great dr doom and we're gonna go from there and get to do all this new stuff that we haven't gotten to see before we're gonna get we're gonna get the super scroll we're gonna get um maybe they'll tie into like kang and um maybe we get galactus at some point i think i think that's mcu is heading to galactus but not for a few phases. Yeah. Because Galactus is kind of one of those that, like, you do Galactus, you're, you, there's nothing you do after that. That is, that is like, the end of the MCU. They're using Kang to get there. Yeah. yeah I, I, think that, I think that Gal- Galactus is on the table for the MCU, but I don't think that the MCU continues after that. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, the MCU as we know it, I think they do Galactus... That's the end of this era of MCU, and then it's a reset, and they're going to start doing new stuff, and it's going to be basically like they do a whole universe, but we also don't know how they do any of that, because Multiverse of Madness could set us up in a way where they fracture this whole thing, and now we're following movies in separate universes, and MCU becomes not just one universe, but stories in multiple universes, and then they can do whatever they want. Here's a theory as well. Um with like there there's definitely been some some hints being dropped like with 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 kang and with the the symbiote showing up like there are definitely some signs pointing to the next avengers movie being secret wars and that could provide them with a vehicle to give the universe its reset because in secret wars it's like all the different universes get uh just thrown together in this like universe called battle world and in the 80s when the 
when the storyline originally happened, it was kind of a big excuse for like all these action figures and Spider-Man's got a black suit now and like crazy stuff's happening. Uh, but for this, it could be like, um, well, we're gonna mishmash all of our characters, all of our different like people together, and from that conflict will spawn a new world, and maybe. That's where we get live-action Miles. Maybe that's where, like, Tom Holland gets his out so he doesn't have to be Spider-Man for his entire career, which it seems like he's had at least some reservations about that happening, so. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go. I think that we are going to get a really good idea of the MCU's future at the end of this year. After Multiverse of Madness next month, Thor Love and Thunder, Thunder. Black Black Panther 2, We are going to really have an idea. Miss Miss Marvel TV show, whatever the heck's gonna happen with that. Like, as we're moving through this year and next year, there we're gonna start getting an idea of where they're going. There's gonna be the Secret Invasion show, the Marvels movie, the Armor Wars show. Like, we're gonna be getting all this content over the next couple of years, and we're gonna be able to like. I think after this year, we're gonna have a good idea of like where it's going. I think they're gonna set up some really cool stuff. Interested to see what they do with Kang in Quantumania. I think there's a lot of room for, like, cool stuff to happen. It's just, it's crazy because, like, the comic, like, like with comics, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but because I've never been that into comics, Mm -hmm. but, like, they they'll just start new comic runs and yeah. it doesn't it 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 could yeah. just it just be a whole new thing same sort of universe but it's like now we're telling a new story but none of that other stuff right. has happened yeah. in this universe but like, well, and like with comics it's more it's more like of a known thing versus like you can't just like yeah. no one has ever like reset yeah. a, and that's and that's what I'm saying is that they are having to toe this line of they are telling comic stories in a new medium where they're entering into unpre- like unknown territory. The MCU, this is a very relatively new thing. Yes. This yeah. has never been done before. So they're paving the way and they get to decide how they do it and it's going to become like that's they're going to be able to do whatever they want. But I am confident in Kevin Feige, he'll be able to do it right. 100%. I've got I do complete faith. I do have one question. Um this is back to the villains. What do we think our villains are going to be for the Spider-Man? The new Spider-Man trilogy. So w- this is a good thing for us to kind of wrap up on because we're getting near the end of our time. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about this last Spider-Man trilogy. I I think that okay, what do I think or what do I want? What do you want, and then what do you think? Um, I want Craven. Okay. Kingpin. Well, we're getting Kingpin probably. Yeah, I, but he's one of the ones that I want. Yeah. So I want Craven. I want Kingpin, and. I want Sinister Six. Okay. And who then do you want in your Sinister Six? Vulture, Scorpion, Craven. Give me. Mysterio. Bring back Mysterio, because I I think he's still in play somewhere. And then fill out your other two. I don't really care, but I think I think that'd be cool. I think. That's it's probably gonna be Venom is one of your other ones. Yeah, but see, see, he's one of the ones that I don't want, but I yeah. know we are getting. We are getting, um, but I don't want. Did Venom. you say Kingpin in that list? Yeah, in the Sinister Six list. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. No, say No, I think he oh. will. I think he's. Somebody's got to organize that crap. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's what I would want. What, do you what think? I think. Craven's I think not happening. Craven, I don't. I'm not. Craven's doing Craven. its own solo thing in Sony. Yeah, That's Sony's making a Craven. So movie. I, I think we get Venom. I think we get Kingpin. 
scorpion. I think we're getting. So I think we're gonna get the hobgoblin. The yeah, venom. at some point. Kingpin, obviously. Um. And and maybe more scorpion. There's got to be something. Kingpin's great though. I think I, they'd be really dumb if they don't use like I think if they don't if they don't utilize him in all three movies. I think Kingpin's gonna dumb. be yeah. I think Kingpin's gonna be like an overarching one, where like the first time he beats him, he he's gonna need the the black suit to beat Kingpin. Um, to, to beat Kingpin. Yeah, to beat Kingpin. Like physically. Yeah. But I, I mean, so I, I'm with you. So like a little in, bit in the in the sense of. It makes him more aggressive and tends oh, okay, to let him gosh, not pull yeah. those punches. Because he can he can be Kingpin. Because he uh, in one comic run he punched off Scorpion's jaw. Yeah. Um in multiple comic runs where Doc Ox switches his body, he accidentally rips people's faces off. Um Yeah. This Grotet there's one scene speaking of Kingpin in the in the black we suit. Rated our Spider Man. <laughs> he just loses his mind. S- speaking of <laughs> Kingpin in the black suit, I definitely see where you're coming from, Connor, because in there's a, a Spider-Man run that is kind of what No Way Home adapted called uh, One More Day um, where at the end of that comic run the same thing happens as the end of No Way Home where everybody forgets that Peter is Spider-Man um, and it's the universe is kind of reset but in the comics like people had found everybody knew that Peter was Spider-Man because of like the comic version of the Civil War arc Okay. Um, and like when everybody knows who that Spider Man's Pete Parker, everybody starts coming after MJ and Aunt May. Well, and he doesn't have to worry. The whole time, Aunt May. Aunt May has cancer. Um, so he's like trying to like move her around from like hospital to hospital, and uh, Tony Stark won't help him at all because he like they've got bad blood from Civil War, and Kingpin like tries to order like a hit on Aunt May like out of prison. Like, while well, he's in prison um, and then Spider-Man like saves Aunt May but then he he puts on the black suit he goes to the prison and he just like he, like it's like like Kingpin and like like several dozen prisoners come to attack him and he just beats the crap out of all of them and it's like so just brutal but it's like it's like so so cool mm-hmm. um, yeah. so yeah I definitely yeah. see there what do, you, what do you think we're getting in these next three Nate to, to kind of wrap up um it's a good question they have so many directions that they could go in i personally would really like to see a movie that so we know they're gonna do black suit we know they're gonna do symbiote i'd like to see a movie where we have the symbiote but we don't have eddie brock we don't have flash thompson we don't have any sort of host but like it is a more kind of like street level movie where he's like dealing with the darkness and that's like a good vehicle for you to bring in black cat who's like that temptation for him and then kingpin who is this like not holding back like ruthless like force of villainy and maybe the movie ends with like he's not fighting a host he's just fighting like the symbiote like maybe it like separates into its own like physical form and it's like a little action there i don't know but yeah i i think that'd be really cool i'm i'm really sad that we're not going to get a legit craven now because of sony shenanigans but to go back to to wrap up with the question of like what i think a cool sinister six would be 
um, Vulture, Scorpion, Mysterio. Mysterio, I, so Mysterio was the villain I wanted forever in a Spider-Man movie, and then they gave us that in, in Far From Home, so I was like, I was so psyched about that. I really wish Mysterio would have been like Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. but but maybe he can, maybe he can become maybe. that. Like, would, there's still... That's the MCU for you, right? That's the yeah. MCU. They'll be able to do whatever they want. So, Vulture, Scorpion, Mysterio. Um, I'd like to see Hobgoblin. I think that'd be really cool, though it's going to be interesting if they do it tonally, because I don't really see Dreka Battalion as, like, the Hobgoblin right now, but it's the MCU. They can do what they want. I'd like to see Rhino. It'd be cool to see, like, a legit Rhino. A good not, Rhino? Not, not, not Paul Giamatti. Hey, I'm the rhino. Yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm known for my impressions. Uh, he wasn't Italian, but you know, <laughs> he was he was Russian. That's all good. Um, walk away. Damn it, and I'm trying I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of a six. Uh, I I mean it'd be cool to see like maybe we get like Shocker, you know? We yeah, really had that. In, in, in a film yet and he's not like a shocker's in the first one. Oh yeah okay yeah right right my, my mistake you know what take out shocker i want to see prowler in the sinister six ooh, that'd be good. donald glover in the donald sinister glover. Ooh, that'd be that'd be cool and then i It'd think be expensive i think they're <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be expensive anyway yeah, yeah that's that's how these movies go but i think i think an important thing to note is like they're deaf i don't doubt for a second Miles in the MCU is gonna happen. It's happening. It's, it's happening. It's half like happening. The groundwork that's why I don't, is there. That's why I don't think the delay for Into the Spider Verse Two is because of live action. Just let it happen. Because let I, me they're let doing me have my dream. Miles in the MCU. Let they me have my dream. One hundred percent. Let me. They have my don't dream. put that line from Donald Glover in the first movie if they're not gonna do it. Let me have uh, my dream. I think they did it being hopeful, but you never know with Sony. Sony. And what yeah. they're gonna allow, and what they're not gonna allow, because I I almost think Sony wants to do their own. They because if they had it their way, they're not splitting anything with MCU. They think Sony no. thinks they can make good movies. Like they, I think that they think they can do it, and so I think they're gonna try. Yeah, it's just a matter of it's, if Marvel can negotiate their way into give being like give us Miles, let us do him well. The question is then is like. How are they seeing that they think they can do good movies? I don't know. They saw Venom. They saw Venom. They'd be Carnage. And they saw Morbius. Like, well, and how everyone feels about those movies. I don't think they listen to real people. Because if they listened to real people, they would have, like, stopped. (laughs) Well, you know, Spider-Verse was was all them. And I also think... And the video games. And the video games. Well, they're they're not, like, in charge of them, but they're... they're, They're really good. And making non-live action media. Well, yes, that's well, what I'm saying, is they do the other stuff well. So full, they feel like they can catch along. Right. I think full disclosure, though. Sorry, Joe. Not the cutoff. But uh, the, the games are, like, uh, it's, like, very independent. Like, nobody who's working on the movies is working on the game. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all in the hands. But, I'm saying, but, I'm, but I'm saying, so, like, Sony has to approve all that. Like, I really think that... And they're probably crediting it to themselves. I really think the end of the Spider-Verse has nothing to do with the people that make a lot of live action yeah ones. outside of like a couple producers like overlapping like like sony animation is like become its own little like branch yeah, it's thing, thing. Yeah. and they're doing really really cool stuff and yeah, but, but when i'm talking about sony i'm talking about like the higher ups at sony 
who are the ones that are making yeah. these deals for like acquisition and like what you can and can't. I mean, use. yeah, it's like all Amy Pascal. Yeah, yeah. And I think, so, and they're just like, we can do movies. We can do movies that are good, and you <laughs> just you just can't. Yeah. You can't. So, and then finally, we need to go back to we to need you, Joe. to Correct. stop going to see live action Sony movies in theaters because they still make money. And that's why they're going to continue making them. Morbius made like sixty million dollars or something, which just like wowed me. But then Mostly I realized meme money. it's a, it's a, yeah, it's me money. It's people yeah. who are like, oh, Morbius sweep, like let's go, it's gonna be so. Yeah, they bad, literally guys. had to make a new kind of currency because it made so much money, more billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it made a more billion dollars. It's insane. All right, so Joe, what do, what do you want to see in these for for villains in these final three to, um, to close us out? Here? I kind of touched on it. Kingpin's going to be overarching. He's going to be the one that organizes the Sinister Six because Doc Ock is not going to be present in this when yeah. he's normally the one that kind of heads that up. I think they're going to go with Prowler, Scorpion. Those have already been set up. They're going to keep going with Michael Keaton Vulture. That would be a waste to only have him for one movie. Hmm. I hope they give us more of Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio because as much as I love the performance and everything, a lot of the stuff about that character, the same thing with Vulture, kind of rubbed me the wrong way in those two movies. I don't like that they're like derivative of Tony Stark and stuff like that. It's hmm. the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Like I'm one of the people that's in that camp where like I don't like that and think it's dumb. Yeah. And He's definitely moved on by that. <laughs> moved past that. Yeah. Time. Yeah, so that's why I like I want more and I think a second iteration of both of yeah. those characters. They're pissed at Spider Man now, and that's would be good. That's all we need. So yeah. how many am I at? What's that five? You're at five. So you're looking at six. I'm blanking. Those are all the ones that have like actually been like established yeah. or like talked about. Oh, Venom's gonna happen. Venom, there you go. Venom or Hobgoblin. Yeah. Venom. I would prefer Venom. I would like. I think by the end of the third movie, there's development where Peter tries to become friends with Ned and MJ again and rekindle those relationships naturally instead of trying to convince them that like they were best friends and boyfriend and girlfriend in some like other universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that through all of the other stuff that's like an underlying plot line of him trying to yeah. rekindle everything with them and then it actually happens yeah. by like the third movie and they're like a part of that no. yeah i think, I think, they're, cl- barely in, there. I think they're barely in the first one and then they come in i think in the it second is a one, steady growth and then there's a lot and then there's a lot more of them in the third one i think the first one they're gonna just be like spider-man movie like he has moved on from peter parker he's no longer peter parker he's spider-man he's spider-man and it's like because these first three movies were very Peter Parker movies, and now the I think end of give No us Way Spider-Man. Home. Like, I think they're going Kingpin, Symbiote, Black Cat first movie back, and like they put Tom Holland's Peter Parker at rock bottom at the end of that movie. But there's like just like the glimmer of hope, and that Symbiote's gonna come in and just wreck crap. Yeah, wreck crap. He's mm-hmm. gonna have total, almost total control. And Daredevil's going to be in the movie. Oh, come Matt on, Murdoch. baby. Let's Matt go. Murdock's going to be in that movie. Another Matt Murdock. I love... It's going to be Charlie Cox because that universe is... like They're just making it the same universe, which yeah. is genius. I love... And it's going to be... Black Cat's going to be a whole thing. The symbiote's going to be a whole thing. And it's going to be 
Daredevil and Spider-Man versus Kingpin in that first movie. And Kingpin's going to, like, go to, like, prison. But, like, if you've watched Daredevil, like, in prison, or prison you, doesn't hold Kingpin. Or if you know any any media of <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. and Kingpin. <laughs> Kingpin. Prison doesn't hold he, Kingpin. He, he thrives in prison. He does. <laughs> Kingpin, like, I think it would make so much sense for that movie to end with him going to prison. Because there's a lot of people in prison right now, and that's how they build the Sinister yeah, Six. There you yeah, go. There you go. You got, you got and then Vulture. Your, se- and you your got second movie. Scorpion your there. second movie. That's how you develop Prowler and stuff like that's that. Smart. The villains that aren't in prison right now, they get sent to prison. Everybody breaks out of prison in the third movie. Sinister Six. Bada bing, bada boom. There it is. Hire me. <laughs> Hire Joe. Hire Joe. Hire Peyton. Hire Peyton. Hire Connor. What am I gonna do? Hype. You're a hype, hype man. You're a hype man. Oh, I appreciate that, y'all. Connor's the guy outside wanna, the theater. You like, start making you seeing some, this? You seeing this? You seeing this? You want to make some short films with me, and we and we just start like, that's what um. No, we just get a job. At, that's what John Watts did. No, no, we no. We, we get a job at Regal Butler Town Center. Yes. To get our start in the film industry. Yes. yes. And we and we work our way <laughs> it's up. Your foot in the door. It gets our foot that's in the, the door. That's the stupidest ad. It's so funny. So that's funny. not how you get your start in the film industry anymore. It's not like the seventies. Yeah, like that's how you did it. Like, <laughs> like back all then, like, you were like, like a old directors, they're like, ah, I worked in a movie theater, I worked in a movie store, and then I became a director. It's like that's no, it's 2022. Stop. Ooh. No, the way you do it now is you make short you make story. short films. Short films. That's what John Watts did. He made Spider-Man <laughs> short films and eventually got <laughs> just, to do Spider-Man. Just you watch, guys. Keep working at Regal Butler Town Center. One day, Kevin Feige's gonna walk in that, that door, door, and that's your moment. There's not people that work at Regal Butler Town Center anyway. There's like two it's people impossible. there at all times. <laughs> two people. I've there was we walked out of there the other night, <laughs> okay. and there was not. We gotta employee. end on this story. There, there wasn't an employee in sight. It was so weird. We 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 were there. We were watching Ambulance at the very last <laughs> showing of the night, and it ends. Don't and we're get walking me started on Ambulance, bro. All the lights are off. <laughs> oh my god! And we gosh. walk out because only two in Ambulance. It was, it was no. It was. There were three of us, and then there was one person sitting in the back corner doing who knows what. She fell asleep, and they, and we were we left, and she was still back there when we left, and so we walk out, and all the lights are off, and we go out, and like the concession, the lights are off in concession, because you know how like Butler has like all those like neon yeah, things yeah. going on, all turned off, everything's off, and we're like looking around. There's nobody. Like I swear, all the employees went home and forgot that there was people still there watching a movie. I I legitimately don't think there was anyone there. That's kind. We could have. Kind of terrifying. We could have like, <laughs> I it. We should have investigated. We should have just stuck around in there. I and was looked honestly kind of creeped out. No, I think I, I'd, I'd be creeped out. I would be too. I, we were wondering if the doors were going to be like locked from the inside, and we were able to get out. So we we yeah, left, but it was very this. bizarre. Thanos just snapped during ambulance. That's yeah, what happened. it was so bizarre. <laughs> we were like, "What just years. happened?" It was super surreal. So, yeah, that's that's our <laughs> Spider Man episode. Spider-Man. Thank you, Nate, for joining us for this episode thank and thank you listener for listening to this special episode of the act four podcast it's definitely special thank you guys for having me on this has been no exaggeration it's been literally like a dream to get on this podcast yeah, for like two years now for like two He's years now i don't forever. know why man this ain't nothing special at all I guess because no, he's here. Just like, it's special to me. It was like I really yeah. wanted to be on uh, three three bows on a scooter. Like I really wanted to be on that podcast, and then that's hey, what we're a better. And I got on it, and and 100%. now we've we've made a better podcast. We have one hundred percent made a better podcast. We made a better podcast during the summer Star Wars. If if this is your first time listening to the Act Four podcast, 
please check out some of our previous episodes, including bangers such as the Cars Trilogy, Shark Tale Part 2, and... Ratatouille. What was our oh Christmas special? Christmas, Christmas special, special Christmas, was really good. It's, that's the that's best, best one we've done. That's, by the, that's our peak. that's our best episode. So you should go back listen to those. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. I don't know what we um, were on that day for the Christmas one. We were we, <laughs> we were, were having fi- eggnog. We were firing <laughs> on all cylinders. We didn't even drink that much. Like we like were barely sipping. I had eggnog. a glass of eggnog sitting next to me. If yeah, you, didn't you even want drink to, it. if you want to classify that as drinking eggnog, yeah, you didn't even, go ahead. You didn't even drink it. I had like two sips, and I was just like, "This isn't for me." Yeah. Follow us on social media. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna follow Nate Jones, we will be following him with our account, so you can just go look through who we're following, and, and Nate Jones will be listed there. It's me. Thank follow, you for listening. Follow everybody on Letterbox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. plug plug the Letterbox. The four of us are on Letterbox. I am Peyton J. Shelton. Do you know what you are? I think it's J. Henry twenty four. I don't freaking know. Yeah, yeah, that's you. I'm You're Connor Drake. Drake. He's Connor Drake. I am N Jones four three zero. Cool. Or just follow one of us, and the rest of us are following each yeah, other. Yeah, you'll find us. You'll find us. Follow us on Letterboxd. Um, check out Joe's review for everything, everywhere, all at once by the uh, in in the independent Florida alligator. Yep. I did that. He did. More movie reviews to come this summer. I've been told that I'm going Ooh. to be a contributor as their movie guy over the summer. Awesome. That's Without like, actually being on staff. It's like the best thing That's ever. That's fun. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. This was a really drawn out ending. Nate, do you want, the, do, you want to do the honors? See you. No. No. How it goes. Was he about to say You're we'll so see you fake. at the movies? No, that's so fake. Do you not know what we say to end these things? I, he doesn't I, listen. I can't remember. He doesn't listen to the end. <laughs> I'm not a real fan. And that's a wrap. <laughs>